the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, September the 19th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1796, President George Washington's farewell address was published. In it, America's first chief executive advised, quote, observe good faith and justice toward all nations. Cultivate peace and harmony with all. Today in 1881, the 20th President of the United States, James Garfield, he died two and a half months after being shot by Charles Guiteau. Chester Arthur became President. Today in 1957, the United States conducted its first contained underground nuclear test. It was codenamed Rainier. That happened in the Nevada desert, as you probably know. Today in 1970, the Mary Tyler Moore Show debuted on CBS. Today in 1996, IBM announced it would extend health care benefits to the partners of its gay employees. Today in 2013, Pope Francis, Pope Francis said the, Catholic, the Roman Catholic Church had become obsessed with small-minded rules. He said those small-minded rules were about how to be faithful and that pastors should instead emphasize compassion over condemnation when discussing divisive social issues. What were those issues? Abortion, gays, homosexuals, and contraception. Today in 2022, Great Britain and the world said a final goodbye to Queen Elizabeth II. It was a state funeral one year ago today that drew presidents and kings and princes and prime ministers, and crowds of thousands who thronged the streets of London. There's anxiety rippling through the White House today. Even the left is admitting that in some of the headlines that are in newspapers this morning as we speak. The leftist camp in America, they say, is shuddering, trembling, Could Joe Biden drop out, Drudge Report asks in a two-inch headline? The first hearing date for the impeachment inquiry has been set. The inquiry will begin next week. There's a lot, a lot for Joe Biden to be concerned about. He may wave his hand and wave all of this off, but there is a lot going on, and it has become so obvious that no one doubts that something is very, very wrong with the Biden family and their relationship with the world, with Joe Biden being the president of the United States and money flowing to them from various nations into all of this colony of, of fake companies, little hollow shell companies that they've set up for one purpose, And that purpose is to enrich themselves and their family. So that's going to begin. The Republicans have have 
they've locked themselves into this now. And uh, Kevin McCarthy, to his credit, has stood his ground, even with Republicans within his own party, trying to put pressure on him not to start this inquiry. But he has done so. We'll see where that goes. But there's a lot to be looked at once they turn on the lights. Pope Francis, Pope Francis, speaking of Pope Francis a moment ago, talking about worried about the Catholic, Roman Catholic Church being obsessed with small things. He was on uh, in a meeting with Bill Clinton yesterday via Zoom. No, Bill didn't go there. He, I don't know if Bill would be welcome in person there. Maybe he would. He probably would. He has a lot of influence. But anyway, they were on a Zoom uh, meeting, and uh, they were talking about Bill Clinton seems to has re- seemed to have resurrected their nonprofit, that global. I can't remember the name of it now, but remember that was going. They were taking, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars out of that for for themselves, and that became news, and nobody did anything about it. But the, the Clinton Global Initiative—that's what it was. And so, um, anyway, they've resurrected that. They've kind of brought it up from the ashes, and they're they're raising money for it again. So, Bill had this uh, Clinton had this uh, Zoom meeting with the Pope yesterday, and they were talking about um, the catastrophe of climate change. They talked about the migration crisis, and they talked about war. It's time to work together to stop the ecological catastrophe before it's too late, the pontiff told Bill Clinton at this meeting. He said, let us stop while there is time, please. The Pope reiterated his intention of releasing a second document on the environment later this month. He re- he released one, I think it was about eight years ago, after the uh, he had a publication on the same theme. But he quickly pivoted in his discussion with Clinton from what I could see this morning. He quickly pivoted to immigration, or more specifically, illegal immigration. And he was urging Clinton and America and the world to not mitigate the illegal crossing of our borders. At least that's what I took from what he said. He focused on treating and facilitating illegal border crossers. He did not talk about the sovereignty of a nation with borders, as all nations should have. It's biblical that nations have borders. I'll get to that in a moment, but let's talk a little bit more about that this morning. We no longer have a southern border, basically. There have been five to seven million illegal aliens entering our country since Joe Biden took office. It is like a parade. They're celebrating, laughing, waving at the border patrol who are virtually helpless under this administration. Here they come, man. Welcome to America. Who knows who they are? Nobody does. Our government certainly doesn't know who they are. I quoted Victor Davis Hanson yesterday on a different issue, but I would quote him again. I pay attention to what he says. Davis Hanson says he intentionally, talking about Biden, he intentionally destroyed immigration law for cheap political advantage. Nearly 50 million current residents were not born in the United States. Well over 20 million, perhaps 30 million, he says, are illegal aliens. 
He notes that we finally found a solution in 2019 and 2020. It was Trump's wall. Davis says, had we continued replacing rickety border fencing with an effective wall, then completed it along the entire border, had we stopped catch and release, had we continued demanding that refugee status be obtained before entry, had we forced Mexico and Central American governments to stop exporting human capital and subjected them to taxes on more than $60 billion in annual remittances along the trade penalties, with, along with the trade penalties, for their complicity with the situation at the border, had we continued to deport those who entered illegally, had we returned to assimilation and integration on the theory that any who entered America did so because they wanted to become Americans, then a desired legal, merit-based, diverse immigration policy might easily have assimilated and absorbed perhaps 200,000 skilled and legal immigrants per year. Again, we had the the outlines of a solution, then simply destroyed it for liberal political agendas and cheap corporate labor. He's absolutely right. More than 1,500 migrants crossed the border from Mexico into Eagle Pass during the first six hours yesterday. And that wasn't a spike. That's normal. That's the norm now. I wrote an article on this today on our on our website, faithandfreedom.us, and we put some pictures in the article that I wrote. I mean, they're coming from everywhere. They're coming to America. Who knows who they are? Some of them are just hardworking, honest, decent people who want to try to get ahead, and they're willing to break the law. I mean, if there is a law to break and come across the border illegally, if they can kind of move into this society and make a better life for their family. I'm not in any way endorsing that. I'm just saying there's some of them that are that way. I mean, they're, they're just trying to get ahead and get along. But there are people crossing our border and all honest, informed people in our immigration system, the bureaucracy of the thing, they say there are people crossing our border with the specific intent to kill people and destroy things in America. It just depends on what opportunities avail themselves to these people. But the Border Patrol, because of the way things are set up, they have no clue who these masses of people are. 1,500 migrants the first six hours yesterday morning. This shatters a record for the small Texas border town. It was established last Friday when 1,300 illegals crossed the border in a single day. Multiple sources within the CBP told Breitbart yesterday that the 1,500 border crossers apprehended in Eagle Pass on Monday morning forced the shutdown of the local migrant processing center. They can't even process them. Just welcome, and they just go. The shelter is designed to hold about 1,000 migrants. It had already tripled its capacity with more than 3,000 migrants detained on Friday. Officials are now preparing to hold these migrants outdoors and leadership is attempting to make plans for this overwhelming border surge. And Biden shuffles around as though everything's under control. And he's absolutely killing our country on many fronts, but particularly he has dissolved the border. There is no border there. It's just 
land and they just passed through. As the sun came up Monday morning, migrants continued in smaller groups. Border Patrol agents moved the migrants to staging areas under the International Bridge in this Eagle Pass. By mid-morning, a source said that every Border Patrol agent in the area with a commercial driver's license had been mobilized to move the migrants. More than 1,000 migrants were moved from the riverbank staging area. All the 1,000 migrants held at the location south of the border entry were removed by 9 a.m. Approximately three to 400 remained under the bridge. These are being tended by the EMT-trained border agents. When the Biden administration was asked about their plan to stem this growing tide of illegals, they wouldn't even respond. They wouldn't answer the press, anybody. Then there was this. <laughs> Fox News sources captured a feral mechs train. That's uh, like Union Pacific. That this feral mechs train bursting with migrants. And somebody got a, vid- a video of it. It was heading out of Mexico toward our southern border. Right now, as we speak. It's not there yet, but it will arrive soon. It's a, it's a freight train. And it's got those, it's got tons. I I couldn't count them all. I saw the video. I included that in what I wrote today, by the way. So if you want to look at it, you can go to that, faithandfreedom.us, our website. But on the video, whoever got it, I mean, they got a a good shot of it. Here comes this train. It's an older looking train. Looks like something, you know, somebody, some kid might have under the tree at Christmas. It's not that old, but almost. But anyway, here this thing comes chugging, you know, down the line. And there's these open boxcars. It's like a like a boxcar, except they're cut in half. You've seen them. I'm sure they have a name. I don't know what, what you call those particular cars. But nonetheless, they haul, you know, things, probably grain. I don't know what they put in them. But anyway, there's just tons of those. I don't. I couldn't count them. I mean, like lots, long train, and every one of them are filled with people. I have no idea how many that is, but I would estimate it has to be a couple thousand. I would think, and the people are all standing in there and they're waving at the people as they go by. I mean, it's like like a reverse of the Fourth of July or something, and they're headed for America. And they're going to reach the border at some point today or tomorrow or whenever that train gets there, if it doesn't run out of diesel and uh, or whatever it runs on, coal, whatever. But here they come. And, I mean, even the authorities were kind of astounded by this. And you look at the border and car after car after car after car goes by on this video and um, filled, filled with people, illegals just crossing the border. Fox News, they, they captured this, and they said the train was bursting with migrants out of out of this area, headed toward the border, cheering and clearly not heeding the message, do not come. The, the, the Biden government has been saying recently, don't come to the border, it's closed. And the whole world knows it isn't closed. It has never been more open. In fact, it's invisible almost. It doesn't exist. Don't come. This Griff Jenkins, he um, he he posted on on uh, Twitter or X. He said Fox News sources captured a Ferromex train bursting with migrants heading to our southern border right now, cheering and clearly not heeding the the message. 
and he put up this uh, this as I said this video, and you you can see it. it it's amazing. But why are, why are we allowing this to happen to our country? You say, well, Gary, we're Christians. We we have to we have to take care of these people. You know, I don't think that's God's plan. I think God's plan is for us to be very compassionate. But somehow, as we've changed perversion to the word gay, we've changed so many words and what they actually mean, and we've made them to mean something very different. And this whole idea about the stranger and all of that, the Bible addresses these kinds of things. And the Bible does not say what we are doing. We are doing this under the guise of virtue and and kindness and mercy and, and all of that. But that's not really the motive of the left. And it isn't what the Bible teaches in regards to national sovereignty. So why are we allowing this to happen in our country? Front Page Magazine said yesterday, Horowitz, he said in his magazine yesterday, he said, months before officials in New York City allowed migrants to displace students in public schools, and they have, or officials in Chicago turned O'Hare International Airport into a refugee center, and they have. The former general counsel of the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services made a frightening prediction, says Horowitz in his front page magazine. He said, made a frightening uh, prediction about illegal immigration. Here's what they said. Here's what the um, Illinois Department of Children and Family Services said, this guy. This is going to be a catastrophe for our health care system, our criminal justice system, our educational system. It was, a, it was a woman, Elizabeth Yore. She said, we're not going to recognize our society in two years. The crime and the chaos in the schools are going to be unimaginable. We're going to be paying for this for decades and generations. The fact that you're a conservative Catholic made the criticism holds more than casual significance, Horowitz says, especially since the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops effectively supports open borders. That's what the Pope and Bill Clinton were talking about yesterday, was open borders. When they talk about taking care of the the, the migrants and all of that, it, it, I, I, Marjorie and I support missions and we're, we're, I know what the Bible says about, about reaching out and, and helping the poor. And, and in fact, the Bible says, if you help the poor, you're lending to God, but it's how you go about it. And if you're destroying a nation under the guise of serving God, you're a hypocrite. And we have hypocrites running out the cracks of Washington, DC. They don't care about these people. They're trying to use them as pawns for politics and for other reasons. And Horowitz brings up the other reason. Obviously, politics is part of it. They feel if they can bring a million, two million, five million across the border, the Biden administration and the Democrats, the left, they feel if they can bring that many people across the border, they can somehow get a ballot in their hand and they can scratch a name on there and and mark the X or push the tab or whatever. And they can, because of our mail-in voting, voter access, they call it, it isn't that. It's just an opening of our system so they can better manipulate it. But you can get that ballot, and they feel they can harvest those, get them in, get them into the machine, (laughs) the infamous machine, and on election night, it'll matter. 
because we don't have an election night anymore. We have a season of election. That's part of our problem, but that's a different issue. But the fact that you're, this, she's a conservative Catholic, she made that criticism, holds a lot of significance, especially since the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops effectively support open borders. So does the Pope. He's careful with his words. But I, I looked very carefully this morning at what he and Bill Clinton talked about yesterday. French front page says that the Conference of Catholic Bishops uses taxpayer dollars to fund its human trafficking campaign, therefore enriching that body. Surely not, but that's what they say. But the payment it exacts for exploiting poor Latin American migrants exceeds the monetary. So it's not only about money, although they're making millions. The bishops use immigration, front page says, as a weapon to implement Pope Francis's globalist vision, which demands the eradication of national identity and legitimate national self-interest. That explains the bishops' vehement opposition to President Donald Trump and their failure to forge a united front against Joe Biden, one of Francis's favorites. That's straight talk, but it's, it is true. It also explains the bishop's breathtaking silence on such crimes as child trafficking, self, uh, sex trafficking, drug trafficking. I'm not saying they endorse it. I'm saying they're silent about it. And they are. I know a lot of Catholics listen to this program. I hear from you and I know. And I understand there's a great division in the Catholic Church. And what I'm talking about is the left side of the Catholic Church. There are fine, committed people conservative, love the Lord, they love their church, they believe in the resurrection, and so on. I understand that, so please don't be offended by what I'm saying, but we must turn on the light. That's part of what's going on at our border, and it is destroying this nation. Is that God's will for this nation? God is sovereign. God is in control. But is that his will for this nation at this time? I think you have to come to that conclusion if you're an honest biblical Christian. I don't think it is. But this explains the bishop's breathtaking silence on these crimes, such as child trafficking and sex trafficking and uh, drug trafficking, and all of these prelates refuse to defend innocent Americans of all ethnicities against crimes perpetrated by these illegal immigrants. We don't know who they are. They come in and they shoot and they kill and they destroy and they burn and they loot. And maybe they're of a more sophisticated stripe. And maybe they take flying lessons and learn how to fly a plane and then fly it into a building. We've been there and done that. It can happen again. Front page gives an in-depth summary of the Catholic influence on immigration Again, I, I link this, I link everything I, I, where I'm quoting people in our articles. And um, you can read the whole article on our website. Again, it's about five minutes to read it all. But in 2019, Francis expressed the papal commitment to globalism when the Pontifical Academy of Social Sciences met. He said, the nation state cannot be, here's, this is a quote, 
The nation state cannot be considered as an absolute. In the current situation of globalization, the nation state is no longer able to procure on its own the common good of its populations. The common good has become global and nations must affiliate themselves for their own benefit. When a supra-natural common good is clearly identified, it necessitates a specific, legally and concordantly constituted authority capable of facilitating its fulfillment. In March of 2021, during an interview to promote his book, God in the World to Come, Francis said that a new world order must emerge from the aftermath of COVID-19 pandemic. He said, let us all keep in mind that there is something worse than this crisis, the drama of wasting it. Instead, we can heal injustice by building a new world, a new world order based on solidarity, studied innovative methods to eradicate bullying, poverty, corruption, all working together, each for their own part without delegating and passing the buck. That's called globalism. That November, Francis reiterated that call to the Paris Paris Peace Forum. He said, faced with consequences of the great storm that has shaken the world, our conscience therefore calls out not to follow the easy path of returning to a normality marked by injustice, but to accept the challenge of assuming the crisis as a concrete opportunity for uh, conversion, uh, transformation, and to rethink our lifestyle and our economic and our social systems. Maureen Mullarkey, yeah, that's her last name. She's uh, a conservative Catholic, and she has a lot of influence within the church. And she said, by by admonishing voters to humanize globalism, the bishop positions themselves in the vanguard of the globalist world freed from competing national aims and interests. She said, to a clerical elite impatient for the withering away of the nation state, an open border is the staging ground for an assault on citizenship and national sovereignty. This, of course, is an attack on God's plan for national sovereignty. In Acts chapter 17, verse 26, Paul is talking to a group of people. He's talking to people on Mars Hill. And he's talking about a religion that they know nothing about, a faith that they know nothing about. And in the process of doing this, he said, I see you have, a, have an unknown God and, and so on. And he gets into all of that. And then he says in Acts chapter 17, verse 26, He's talking about the real and the living and true God. He said, He hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. The bounds are the borders. And this has to do, and this is consistent with other scriptures, and we don't have time to do an in-depth study on that today, but we could. I could. If I had another half hour, we would. We don't, though. But... He's talking about, in the context of biblical truth, God created national sovereignty. It goes back to the Tower of Babel, or Babel, and that's what this is about. And they are attacking, when you attack borders, and you try to destroy a country by removing its borders, as Joe Biden has done, and others have facilitated, the Pope is encouraging that. When you do that, you are taking a stand against God's plan for this time in God's greater purposes. 
I believe that very strongly. Thanks for being with me today. Thank you for your support. We'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.